Welcome to the next episode of Consider This. We are glad that you're with us today. We're going to be talking with a couple of our pastors, some of our pastors, the great Drews, both Moss and Henderson, college and family ministry, uh, are in the studio, as well as Justin Ebert, uh, who uh, works with our high school students. And uh, we're going to be discussing the fascination and the interest with celebrity conversions, um, particularly what's been going on more lately in the in the media is the Kanye West um, conversion. And we're going to be talking not just about that, but about um, how should we, we should look at these kinds of things, how we should uh, kind of compare them to what God is doing in the lives of individuals and how do we celebrate it? How do we uh, make sure that we have a, a certain level of discernment and wisdom? And uh, I hope this podcast is uh, a blessing and encouragement to you. Celebrity conversions are always... Uh, exciting, I think, whenever uh, we hear about a particular person that is well um, well known. Last week here in the studio, right, we had some very famous people, and I could even just tell in Justin's eyes because he loves the game that they play and um, really kind of watched them and enjoyed watching them play, and they both played for the team that you love so much. Um, there was just this added excitement, right? These are, these are people that are famous. Um, so there is this interest when people of fame confess faith in Jesus Christ. And we want to spend a little bit of time kind of just walking through that. So what are you guys, what are you guys thinking when um, the, the most recent one that's rather uh, kind of hot topic right now is the Kanye West uh, conversion. And uh, we, we want to kind of use this as an opportunity to kind of think broader picture than just that. I, so what are you guys, what are you guys thinking about this celebrity conversion um, phenomenon in terms of the kind of excitement that it builds in the Christian community. Why is that, um, Drew? What do you think? What's what's going on in the in the hearts and minds of people? Well, I mean, I think it's it's good asking that question because it seems like everybody's thinking something about it. Like there's all <laughs> kinds, you know what I mean? There's all kinds of, uh, uh, you know, a lot of stuff being posted or a lot of stuff being thought, and people, a lot of people are excited. One of the things that's kind of interesting. Uh, I don't know if this is kind of side note, but I've seen a whole lot of people post things like, uh, you guys need to be careful before you judge. And, you know, we should be excited. And why is everyone down on Kanye being? And I haven't seen hardly any posts downing on Kanye's conversion. Like I've seen one person with negative thoughts. And I've seen a whole lot of people who are really angry at all the negative thoughts about Kanye's <laughs> conversion. I just haven't seen, you know what I mean? Yeah. Which is kind of interesting. Like, um, by and large, the response has been, really excited from Christian people. They call yeah. that a straw man fallacy. We're yeah, creating yeah. something that may not be there as much as we so, thought. So we can knock it down. Yes, and there like I said, I have seen some negative stuff which which maybe has some reason to to get, you know, to to discuss. Um, or yeah, that we can we can touch on a little bit. And I think there are probably other people who maybe just aren't posting one or the other because they're skeptical and all of those things, you know. Um, but I, I mean, we, we get excited anytime someone comes to Christ, hopefully. That's yeah. a thing that yeah. happens, you know what yeah. I mean? But there is something in us that <laughs> I think when when it's a big name, when it's a famous person, we feel like we scored extra points or something <laughs> like that. You know what I mean? Yes, they're on our, they're on our team now. They're on our team. on our team, right? He has a platform yes, and money. That is, that is the word platform, man. Yeah. It's the one with a platform, you know, and we get excited about that. And, dude, I remember – 
uh, maybe this hasn't changed at all. It probably hasn't changed at all. But back in the 90s, it was like we were just listening. Any artist who's, who said the name Jesus at one point were like, there are, that's our team. That was a swear word. <laughs> collective soul. That was a swear word. Take that back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Vertical, <laughs> Vertical horizon. Vertical yes. horizon. Collective soul. Creed. Totally Christian. You know uh-huh. what I mean? Anybody. Uh, yeah. If but maybe you two before that, Joan Osborne, what if God was one of us? She's yeah, either Christian or she's making fun of him. I can't tell yet. But <laughs> what do they mean by Jesus is just all right? Like, yes, in a good way or a bad way? It, it, you know, for as far back oh, as it's yeah. gone, we oh, yeah. were quick to, I think it, um, I, I don't, and I don't want to just dog this. You know, there might be, I think there's something that's normal about it, but it makes us, it, there's this kind of feel like, man, we're, we're winning a little bit or maybe we're not crazy or you know what I mean kind of this like man there's there's people with us in this and there's something that's natural and normal about that to be able to look around and go man there are other people who believe what I believe and see what I see and there's maybe a silliness sometimes to thinking because they're a big name that it it, it counts for more points or or that's going to make a bigger difference in the kingdom yeah and and I and I think that's a big part of it right um it's it's interesting. So, do you guys get excited? So, Kanye is a believer. So, honestly, does that the just the Kanye part? Not just hey, there was a guy named Joe, and his last name was Smith, um, not the basketball player, and was wondering. Wow, and he, he pulled that one out. He, Good, University of Maryland. Yes, University of Maryland nineties. So, so it's just it's a different Joe Smith. It's Joe Smith. He's not even a plumber. He is Joe Smith, the the construction working guy. He's a framer at a construction company, and he came to Christ. And Kanye West, like, what? Do you guys have a different visceral like response to one over the? Yeah. Do you are you more likely to read an article by one versus the other? Like, honestly, are you? Yeah, I I got Drew I and Drew on the other side. To be honest, so. I used to be a lot more excited about that than I am now, and maybe you've just had been able to see over the years the the excitement like you're talking about or maybe it's just kind of the youthful enthusiasm oh man we did score one and this is going to change everything now and then seeing that play out over time and those people struggle i remember um well not not just christian celebrities but you could say that of many christians that have professed a faith in christ and then have continued to struggle and struggle and struggle but i was it josh hamilton years ago the baseball player yeah the outfield as we were talking about that as we were talking about this and what we're going to do our podcast i was just was on like the yahoo page or whatever yesterday and he's in trouble again Um, yes and domestic violence and different things like this and and he was like dramatic conversion experience from like you know being waking up after being just like strung out in a field on yeah. cocaine and all uh-huh. this stuff and then and it was such an up and down with him too yeah yeah right so i i think over time it it you know i don't want that to develop really in my heart but just this like okay well i think that would be the opposite response that you can develop which is okay yeah you know we'll see we'll see how mm-hmm. they do you know yeah. and yeah, more of more of the skeptics yeah role. uh-huh so you you kind of more, Le- less so, little, little more, yeah. but less so. Yeah, and I, you think about some of the different things, um, like you were talking about, Drew. I remember years ago, Mark Driscoll talking about the whole, what we need to do as Christians is to get upstream further. Mm-hmm. If we could just get upstream further, if we could really you know, operate yeah. from the top of culture, if we can influence technology, the arts, and we can all plant churches in large cities, and then if we do that, then it's going to then you know, trickle down, trickle down, and almost having that. 
if we could if we could get that done then the church is really going to begin to change things that's kind of the yeah a little something, bit the dark side of what that creates yeah. and in something us. about that sounds so pretty right. cool we yeah. can right win. when you hear yeah. it, you're like yeah that totally makes sense if we can influence the influencers uh-huh. if we can get the politicians if we can get the the cultural uh, the, those who create culture and create art and all that stuff. That's, that's, that's a, totally it's a work, hipper right? version of the religious right of the 1980s. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. kind of that. It's a, a, or a different version. Well, it is, but it follows the same motif, right? Yeah. So you, the, the kind of the idea is, is that we can influence or shape culture yep. or morality um, or faith. Ultimately, that's what we're interested in, not just shaping morals, but shaping faith. If we are in power and can make the rules or make the laws, mm-hmm. then we can, in essence, kind of steer culture a particular way. Mm-hmm. And then, nah, we can't really steer it that way, not by power, but by influence. Mm-hmm. And so if we could get upstream, then we can kind of, you know, trickle down spirituality. So yeah. there's trickle down economics, but a lot of Christian leaders believe in trickle down spirituality. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's really what it's talking about. Justin, you get all jazzed when you hear about? I get interested. Like, I... I, I I, I like looking at how when people say their assertions a Christian, there's a conversion. Like, what are they meaning? So I, I like looking into yeah. that and like digging in. Truly, how did this happen? What's kind of the background? Who's influencing this person? Where's this um, going? How are they now using that? I, I, that does like intrigue me um, because it seems like there's a lot of different. I don't I, I don't like this phrase, but you hear the phrase expressions of faith, um, and so. So where did it come from? And this is kind of what we're hearing about. And then, and then how is that playing out? I, I do, I am interested in kind of seeing that lineage. I think back to, you know, you talk about upstream Christianity. Yeah. I think back to one of the most significant conversions that turned out to be, yeah, significant in positive and negative way was Constantine, you know, the emperor coming and converting. And that led to some really good things. That led to some a thousand years of also this merging of the church and politics and power mm-hmm. in a lot mm-hmm. of negative ways too, mm-hmm. and so I, I, it's just interesting. We we do get excited, and th- the concept of um, going upstream makes sense from a business standpoint and a marketing standpoint. But in reality, the kingdom doesn't work like the world, and so ha- we have to have this ability to. Yeah, it's awesome that that person came to know Christ. Let's also remember this isn't necessarily the example or the um, the way the kingdom seems to flourish is in the the limelight and in from the top. Actually, seems like when we're when we are at the bottom, when we are persecuted, when the downtrodden come to faith is actually the sweet spot. So that's that's like an yeah. interesting thing for me to to think through as processing this. So Henderson, what what do you think about the uh, what's the what's the upside? That just as followers of Jesus Christ, that we should we should be able to hear about a famous person coming to Christ, and our first thoughts, you know, in in a, in a real kind of in a positive sense. Sure. How how should we approach this this issue? Well, I think the natural response that we have um, is good. So what we have together in Christ, um, the unity that we have in Christ, uh, and I think it has to be um, more than a kind of a good feeling that it puts within us and so whenever we turn on HGTV and it's Chip and Joe and it's you know wow we're like the same you know (laughs) we're um, yeah as far as um, what we can do from that I mean I think there is a sense that we always need to find joy 
and people that come to know Jesus Christ mm-hmm. and what God is doing, whether someone uh, is famous in the eyes of culture and not so much that, oh, wow, we've got one for our team or that we've gotten upstream and maybe we can make a difference now, maybe somehow, um, but that we would really take joy in what God is doing in people's lives, whether famous, not famous, um, uh, notable person in culture or not. But I, I think we need to find joy in all of those things whenever God is changing somebody in their heart. Yeah, well, I've heard you talk about just the encouragement to your faith it is when somebody that you recognize is far more intelligent than you yeah. is faithful. Yep. Yep. And I feel that same thing when I look at people around me who are far more intelligent than I am, and they have thought through some of the difficult questions surrounding um, this life and faith. Uh, they've looked at it and can find joy in, in the Lord. Then I'm okay. That that's an encouragement to me, and it's a I think an okay similar way. Like oh, there's this person who has every opportunity in the world to have success yeah. by the world yep. standards, yep. and they've said yeah. But then there's Jesus, and I've chosen Jesus. That to me, that's that is I think in a good way an encouragement to my faith. And it, we were talking about this before, um, but I mean, you read throughout Scripture and see see some of these more radical. Um, conversion stories, whether it be Paul, whether it be uh, the many people that Jesus encountered, and there was a kind of this night and day difference. And this is a guy that wrote a song, "I Am God." Yeah, right. Calls himself Jesus. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's what I think. That's that's what I think excites me, and I think is reason to to be excited if it's legit. And yeah. that's you know what I mean. We're kind of going on the assumption that it's legit. Um, why is this it, one? Do, why does it seem more legit than others? Yeah, yeah. You know, I think part of it has to do with the same, to answer that and to answer what makes me excited is that uh, Kanye West seemed his lifestyle and the things he talked about on that stuff seemed so unchristian. Yeah, that that there seems to be this radical. Sh- shift maybe that's taking place and I, I don't you know one of the reasons some people are disturbed is because he's he said some things even recently in the last year that are uh, that are um unhealthy at best um harmful you know those kinds of things sure. and so they're going okay when did that line up with when he said he started following jesus and is that you know what i mean so i you know assuming it's legit it seems like it's legit you know what i mean i think i worry more about not whether this is like some fake thing or whether this is like a uh um, I don't know, some publicity, publicity stunt. stunt. Yeah, yeah. I, I worry less about that and more about him being like the the seed sown amongst uh, weeds and yeah. tares, mm-hmm. thistles. That mm-hmm. that he yeah. may that he may grow a little bit, sprout up, and then fade away. F- fade away from that stuff. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? But but what's what's cool to see in it? Right, so as of right now, is there is so much I think stacked against him. The fact that he is famous, the fact that he has money. Uh, the fact that he's married to a Kardashian, which is always a disadvantage, um, always you know what I mean? Like those those things like seemed to have the odds stacked against him. To, yeah. So to see him s- at least profess to love Jesus, want to follow Jesus is a cool reminder of God's ability to reach and change anyone. There's there's no such thing as impossible odds when it comes to God. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And I, I'll tell you, I love celebrating the fact when I'm genuinely surprised by by God in that sense. Um, because it does, you, like you said, it, all these things are stacked up against. He already has everything um, in a worldly sense. And when they come around, um, the very intelligent, when they commit to Christ, for whatever reason, that just grabs my attention. 
And it's not even so much their fame as much as it is, um, I, I, I have to remind myself that to have everything in this world isn't satisfying, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I literally need to go, yeah, Jesus, you needed to tell me stuff like that because it seems like they really have it better than I do. Mm-hmm. And man, I, I need you to tell me that that's not true because if not, I'm gonna go down that, down that road. And so to see God do a work like this, um, I love the I love to just celebrate before I even get into because I'll never be able to evaluate Conway uh, Conway's life, right? I mean, I'm never gonna know whether or not Kanye is like totally legit or not legit. I'm not his pastor. I'm not yeah. his buddy. Um, and even if I w- listen to a few things he says on Jimmy Kimmel, I'm still not going to have the ability to totally discern one way or the other. Um, and so I leave that to the ultimate ones. I leave, actually, I leave that to his pastor. I leave that to his community of faith and I leave that to God and I get to sit back and go, but wow, God, like I know that the conversion of a Kanye West literally is, is, is conceivable mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, with the, with the greatness of God. Mm-hmm. What are some things that we should be? And, and when I say this and not yep. necessarily about Kanye, it's not about him. It's not about Lance Berkman. It's not about um, uh, Kirk Cameron. Yeah, so it's it's nothing against them, but what are some things that you would just caution um, our brothers and sisters in Christ when they come to situations like this? And, and maybe even talk about it from a perspective of working with like younger Christians, like mm-hmm. younger, either either younger believers, or if not younger believers, like just people who are younger who are believers, speaking about junior high and high school students, who may be more, like you said, Drew, you grew out of some of the fascination with this. Yeah. And so what are some just natural cautions you would even give to, to young people as they're really excited and um, buying Kanye's album for yes. the first time and introducing him stream to their it, parents? Stream it, yes. stream it, baby. Come on. Um, it's I, a good album. <laughs> I think back to my own conversion, or at least you know, time when I went from living for myself to living for Jesus. And if you were to take a snapshot of my spiritual maturity, if that were possible in 2010, there would be a lot that if, if, if I was as famous and lived as much as a glass house as Kanye does, there'd be a lot that people could have a podcast and discuss and say, yeah, this is where I'm concerned about Justin. This, you know, your, yeah. your own family can, sure. or whatever. Uh, friends that know you. One of the reasons I was nervous to go into ministry in Stillwater. Well, yeah, but I know Justin and I yeah. know his past yeah. Yeah. and I know all these things. And here's where I'm really concerned about if this is genuine or if this is just um, a phase or, and all those things. And where I, I maybe gave credence to that because of um, foolish things I would say or that I would do even after making a radical change in my life. And that part of me goes out a little bit to Kanye, who all of a sudden has a conversion, and now everything he says and does is going to be evaluated yeah. by ev- all sides. Yeah. All sides. And that 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 part, I, I have empathy for him. You know, I kind of wish he could just move to the desert for three years and figure out his life. Um and figure out what it means to really devote to Jesus, but it doesn't seem like that's the, the path at this point. And so I guess the caution is let's let's remember our own spiritual maturity yeah. and where yeah. <laughs> that takes years of time, and let's be generally gracious with that. Yeah. Um, not foolish, and we're not saying be foolish or, or gloss over sin. Appropriately deal with that and don't hold people to a standard you haven't held yeah. for your own life. Give him the same sure. grace that you would sure. give somebody else. Anything you would say to a junior high kid or your own boys? Yeah, it's kind of funny. I was thinking about and this. And daughter. And daughter. 
um, how uh, having three kids that have grown up in the church and all of the really, really great things and then some of the things that might be a struggle or tension for them um, having grown up in the church. But, you know, I, I would say that in talking to them about, say, one of their classmates or something that maybe has come to follow Jesus Christ, and I can even see in them a little bit of this Oh yeah, we'll we'll see how that one goes. You know, yeah. a little bit of yeah, this self righteous, but it's funny that they would like to give Kanye West more the we're going to put him on the team right now. And what's even funnier is kind of their association with and I don't know how old Kanye West is. I would at this point consider him to be more of an old man rather than yeah, how old is like, he? I think he's like forty two. Right. So like it's that, not yeah. like oh, this wow. is. Post Malone, twenty one year old guy from Frisco, Texas. Right. Yeah. So it, so. But it, their fascination with it, I think, is because of the Kardashian connection and the social media connection and all of the different things that, that he's been able to to do. But I don't know. I just think it's funny. I, I would challenge them to, if you're going to give him grace, then I would give many of those other people that huh. you walk close to yeah, each yeah, and yeah. every That's day good. that you want to judge their life, actually. I would give them that grace, too. Um, I read this quote. I'd like to know what you guys think about it. Uh, it was written by a guy named Caleb Gregson, who's a pastor, English-speaking pastor in Asia. So clearly up on the Kanye, uh, <laughs> Kanye West scenario. But he says, he says, fundamentally, the negative aspects of our Christian celebrity culture are an outgrowth of our desire to have a leader we can see. We want a king like the nations ha- uh, have oh, to lead good. us into battle. We want the Christian movie star, musician, or pro athlete to appeal to our non-Christian neighbor and persuade them that Christianity is reasonable. We want these kinds of figures because we love Christ, which is good, but also perhaps because we're unsure whether the regular, ordinary Christian can accomplish the mission. Boom. That's so good. That's interesting. My hat, if I had one, would go off to this gentleman. (laughs) No, but I think that's true. I think that's—here's what I love, is that is describing my heart. Yeah. Right? I mean, there's a part of me that that makes me realize I think I'm a little bit like that. I think, like, if I stop and think, I, 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 no, 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 I know the everyday person really can make a difference. But then why am I so excited? That's insightful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He said, I mean, that dude said it better than I would, but, you know, my concern is a little bit just that in our world, automatically, a lot of times, fame equals leadership. And so we just kind of uh, we just assume, if, yeah. I mean, if there's a lot of people that know you and listen to you, then that's the same as being a leader. Um, and so, I mean, there's a reason that and there's a reason that Paul says that, like, uh, those who are like young in the faith can't be elders because there's a maturity that hasn't developed yeah. yet. And yet somebody who already has a million Twitter followers when they become a Christian, um, like just is thrust kind of up there in the front I, I remember to go back to 90s like 90s christian music give it give you a ccm reference uh i remember uh the deal with michael english who yeah. kind of came yeah, onto yeah, the yeah, scene yeah. really yeah. strong um like 95 96 something like that he had a couple Mary, hit singles did you Mary, know, did you know? Um, and then boy. and then had had an affair with someone else from a like first call or something like well, that a girl by the name of mary by the way i did not know that yes um and so mary knew and, and, and Mary, Mary, Mary did not actually know. got pregnant. Yes, but but that's like, and I remember that really kind of shaking people. But the truth is, like, 
um, or me, maybe I say people, maybe me just as a kid, just be like, man, I thought he was, the truth is just because he's on stage singing these Christian songs that, that he didn't even write, by the way. He just has a good voice and happens mm-hmm. to be a Christian. So we kind of put him up on stage and now he becomes this kind of leader yeah. that he, he probably didn't even ask for that. It's just, hey, I'm just singing songs. You know what I mean? And, and, uh, and, and so it's easy for us to kind of make that person a leader, which causes us to be I think harder on them sometimes and and also sometimes causes uh, people to be uh, disenchanted or whatever when someone falls off the you know if, if I could uh, you kind of said send them off to desert man if I if I were counseling Kanye I think I would love to say man just let's like not tweet for a year and you know what I mean and, and just to like a, just because there are a lot of people listening and, sure. and there's some stuff he said in the last week just some of the same uh brash bravado and 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 truthfully i think just arrogance is still there because not all of that goes away automatically sure sure. and so there's some and so there's part of me that wants him to just like man let's just be quiet for a little bit and grow and then you can come out and start saying things again and all that um because i i do get concerned about that 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 he gets kind of made a leader without without needing to be yet you yeah know? or without having the either having the skills or yeah the maturity the, the maturity. credentials the yeah anything else you guys are are concerned about i mean you, you you've talked a lot about the grace that should be extended mm-hmm. which by the way i'm all for i'm all yeah. for extending grace um but but there can be not a downside to extending grace but there can be a way of extending grace that really isn't extending grace, uh-huh. but is genuinely like embracing something that is somewhere between unwise yeah. to sinful. Yeah. Right. And so how would you how would you caution our people in terms of when they all of a sudden begin to look up, right? Mm-hmm. So we take these celebrities, we put them on a platform, and then all of a sudden they become the ones influencing. And so you're saying, man, give them a break. I re- you, we really need to give them a break. And I, I think especially like other young believers may not just be giving them a break, but maybe shaping yeah. their theology yeah. or shaping their way of looking at spirituality in that direction. So how would you how would you lead people through, you know, even even preparing to to process the things that they're going to say, the things that they're going to sing? Um, yeah, I I think someone's even said it like. Where, where Kanye sticks to declaring that Jesus is king, that's awesome. When he starts speaking about something else, that's where we just need to be caution, have caution, right? And so in that sense, I mean, let's compare all things about our life and others' lives to the scriptures. And let's let that kind of be our standard for how we evaluate and the wisdom that comes from that. I mean, we, we don't follow a person named Jim. We don't follow a person named Drew or Drew or Drew, or Drew, or Justin, or Kanye, okay, we don't, we follow Jesus, and so yes, we do, we are asking people to follow us as we follow Christ, but we're also teaching them to evaluate our lives and the things we say off of the scriptures, okay, you, you check and see, Bereans, whether or not the things that I'm saying are true according to the scriptures, you look at my life, and if you see Jesus, that's where it's good, and if you have questions, let's talk about that. Yeah, there, Justin's making a reference in Acts 17, where uh, a group of believers won't even take Paul at his word, um, but decide to allow the scriptures to speak a truth. And where Paul diverges or where Paul's not on the same page, all of a sudden the, the Bereans say, listen, we, we, we're going to follow the scriptures before mm-hmm. we even follow the Apostle Paul. And Luke seems to write that in a way that is glowing. And so I think it's good that we need to remember that we interpret 
um, scripture primarily, and then everyone is held to to accountability to that. Yeah, so we get into a lot of trouble when we just take people at their word and we base our lives only off of that. I'm not saying we can't use that as benefit. We obviously need the people of God. Um, God has given that, and there's an intentionality with that. But if we base everything we believe and then our hope now is put in other people's faith alone, that can be a really dangerous thing because then when you see um, famous Christians fall, another podcast for the future, what where where your foundation is shaken up yeah and that's that's where the danger comes and so like like i said earlier um we can be gracious and we can be kind toward kanye without having to be foolish or gloss over sin yeah Uh, we we don't have to do that those things aren't at odds we can still be faithful to the scriptures faithful to the lord kind and gracious toward a brother who is now very immature in his faith and have an expectation for this and a desire for this and even pray for that person and if if anything ever happens where kanye declares himself god again or decides that jesus actually isn't it or he, he preaches a false jesus nothing in my faith has changed other than my heart breaks for kanye and those that are that are following kanye rather than jesus yeah drew what are you reading uh, I was just uh, I was reading James 3, 1, that not many of you should become teachers, my brothers, for you know that we who teach will be judged with greater strictness. Um, and, and I don't, I don't want to say that, you know, Kanye is in that role of teacher, <laughs> but that's kind of what we talk about. Like there's a almost we default people who are famous yeah. to being, and there is just a truth that he is saying things that people are going to listen and learn from. Sure, sure. And so that's that's where we go. We give grace. And yet there's also a reason that young believers aren't placed in positions of authority and to be teachers because those who do will be judged more strictly. Yeah. And and so there is it's it's not entirely unfair to expect that if Kanye is going to say a lot of things or or proclaim a lot of things about the faith, it's not entirely unfair to go and he needs to be probably held accountable for those things. That yeah. seems to be a pattern in the scriptures and that's why that's why young people young people in the faith aren't usually allowed to say a whole lot of things or set the direction for what we believe. Um, and so there's this kind of I think my my thing would be like give grace and don't follow him. It would be kind of what yeah, I'd yeah, say. Yeah, or yeah, give yeah. grace or and don't listen to him. Yeah. Um so was was a few years ago that Matt Chandler literally just said hey we're gonna take off everything i've taught oh, yeah. from this year yeah. back yes, yes. because i was too immature so matt chandler is a pastor in the uh in the dallas area um probably the majority of you know who he is that listen to our podcast but justin is referring to a time where he said you know i we, we kind of began to think i've been preaching for a really really long time and, and i've grown in my understanding and um of the scriptures and so we're just going to take tone. we're going to and his tone and we're just going to take a lot of our old stuff down, um, not because man we're really afraid we're going to get in trouble for this, um, but I'll tell you even in a time where people are being evaluated um, from pictures that 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 may or may not have t- been taken um, when they were in high school to things that they may or may not have written in college uh, and forward. Um, it's definitely a complicated time, and I really appreciated his humility because I don't think he was trying to cover anything up. I think he was just basically saying, "Yeah, like as as certain pastors are kind of on the on the on the chopping block a little bit um, for a, a tone that may have been a little more easy to hear in the '90s. All of a sudden, has become more increasingly difficult to listen to." And he just said, "We're just going to take that off the table." Um, I, I I actually thought that was a pretty wise move. So I think it's good to allow our, our initial baby steps um, to, to kind of 
be described for what yeah. they are, which is the initial steps of faith and, or and ideas. And it's not that Matt's early ministry had no fruit and hasn't led to great things for the kingdom, right? Yeah. It's not like all his teaching was trash. It was all bad. It never had any good. Or fr- it's No, that there's, there's something of a growth here, and we want to lift up the growth where it's good, and we're going to try to discern and show a humility here where it's not. And I, I, I think what Drew's saying is really good. If Kanye could uh, have that kind of a discernment early, if his pastor, I don't, Drew may remember his name, his pastor from the Master's College, but. Yeah, that, that was what was funny, but I think one of the attractive things to this a little bit is that the the roots of it, it's not like uh, Kanye West uh, randomly went to Joel Osteen's church one Sunday and he's traveling with him now and they're, you know, having this great time and. Um, you know, you're talking, he walks into a church of 300, 350 people. And if anyone would have told you that Kanye West hears about Jesus from a disciple of John MacArthur, that would be, you know, headlines that are somewhat unbelievable. So it does seem to, you know, have a, a little bit more credibility to it. But I would say as, as you move forward, not necessarily with a skeptical spirit, but not an overly hopeful spirit on one hand, um, that, everything that we read, right? You read quotes like, um, he is a real born again Christian. And one of these quotes says, his heart is 100% in the right place. None of our hearts are 100% in the right place. (laughs) So 16 year old, when you read that, that's not true. You know, so, and let time play this out as he continues to be faithful, as the community of faith surrounds him. And as he lives within the church and is discipled, then you know, we're, we're trusting God and and be hopeful and prayerful for him. And it's really interesting how, you know, and I'm trying to, this is still a thought I'm thinking through. Um, you know, we, we love to talk about bad examples of Christians and how that's the reason why the world has a hard time with us. That's mm-hmm. the reason why it's that kind of speaking. It's that kind of action that really you know, bring shame. And that's why they, that's why the world doesn't want to come to church. That's Mm -hmm. why. And it's so interesting how people selectively choose different things in people's lives. And so there's probably a lot of things that Kanye might do or some famous person might do. And it's, it really, there's other stuff that's deriving that speech, by the way, I think there really is. Um, when we think somebody is a bad example for Christianity or a good example for mm-hmm. Christianity. Um, you know, it, it really depends on who Kanye decides he uh, wants to support politically, um, whether or not we're going to think he's a good example as a follower of Jesus Christ or a bad example or, of, of Jesus Christ, or whether or not his next album is a little more secular than it is sacred, you know, and it's not Jesus is king, but it's just brothers in the hood or something, you know, some kind of a statement where all of a sudden it's back to a, a, a kind of a thing and he's not trying to produce a Christian album, but just an album, even though Jesus is still everything or whatever, however you want to do it. Now, all of a sudden, every and you're going to get people on every side of the equation on whether or not this is a good example or whether or not this is a bad example. And I just think can, I, I keep coming back to this idea. We got to go for consistency. Try to treat people the same. Try to treat pe- try to treat celebrities as though they're not celebrities. Try to treat people who aren't celebrities not as though they are celebrities, but just that we all have this common sure. either connection with Christ or bond with Christ. Final we, thoughts? We really like the kind of secular Christianity and a leader for that, where it's it's all the love of God, it's all the good things that come from um, 
Christianity, but we don't want the meanness or the judgmental or the Jesus is the only way. And your life actually has to have a standard now that's um, as a person who's been made holy by Jesus. And so I, that's kind of where I think you might have some of the pushback of we'll lift up Kanye on the, the good parts. Oh, that's great that you found faith. And now you're a nicer person and you smile more. We like this Kanye more than the angry one who yells at Taylor Swift in the middle of award ceremonies. But where he starts saying Jesus is king and Jesus is the only way, or he actually starts following a standard for living that aligns with the scriptures, that's where I think you will see some of the the cultural and secular divide um, that follows. And I think that's that's kind of a natural good thing, you know? Yeah. Anything else, Drews? I'm good. Nothing? Same. Nothing. Nothing. Man, I am excited that he um, uh, appears to be a brother in Christ. And I loved his statement that he said to Jimmy Kimmel, um, I'm, a, I'm a Jesus everything. Are you I'm a Christian not, artist? not a Christian artist, I'm a Christian everything. Yeah. I really loved that. I thought, I thought, you know, that's, that's something we all need to be, I need to be reminded of yeah. that, that I'm not a Christian in certain times of my life or certain places. So on that one, two thumbs up, Kanye. I thought that was pretty cool. So why don't we just even remember to, uh, uh, to just pray for our brother that, uh, the words that he say would bring God glory and him joy. So that's what we got for you today. Um, hope it's been good for you.